Good morning, good morning. Uh, so thankful to be in Led by the Word this week. Uh, I ask you, I don't know how these are going to get posted on social media, but please tune in to Kingdom Talk. Had a guest here, uh, Brother Michael, incredible word he brought for us. And you know, the guy, he's just, he opens up so much for us to see inside his life and the insides of how he prays and learns. It was it was a touching thing that I think is going to minister to and help a lot of people. Second thing we got to make available, these are 100% free. Gable Mountain Sunday School, the kids were pumped. And, you know, we, we designed this. There's places you put your prayer requests. So you got salvation, needs, healing, addiction. But there's one spot for youth. <laughs> and one of the kids said, I could put my name here. <laughs> and I love that. If you're praying, we say this a lot, you better be praying for yourself. Absolutely. So I told him, I said, that's a good move. You need to be praying for yourself. But uh, these, we, we designed these with the intention for adults. Mm -hmm. But it, it really touched my heart seeing young people, 13 to 16-year-olds, really grabbing a hold and saying, oh, I like this. I mean, if you had start writing down prayers that you've had since your teens that have been answered, I mean, you just have a longer record of God's faithfulness. So, And I told them, I said, once you fill one of these up, I'll get you another one. Mm -hmm. uh, so these are 100% free. We'll have a link on the screen. Uh, I mean, in the description and go to our website, oasisministries.com, O-A-S-I-S-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-S.com. And you'll be set up. Uh, for those who don't use the internet much, you can call 1-877-226-4088. I know a lot of people, they don't like going online and filling out the forms. You can talk to one of the people here. So we're in First Chronicles. Yes. And I'm just going to tell you, it's been tough. <laughs> Can you back me up on this, or is that wrong to yes, say? Yes, I did a little bit of skimming. Oh, you did? I did. I know last week I said I wasn't Ooh. going to. I'm sorry. I, oh, my <laughs> gosh. My brain was melting. I was like, ah. <laughs> so I want to bring this up. Like, go to the website, Command F, Control F, whatever you're doing, and type in the word begat, or type in the word the son of, mm -hmm. the phrase the son of. I bet the term the son of was used Oh my goodness, 70 times? It had to be close to that, if not more. Like it was. But see, so you got to read this because you'll be reading through here, and then there's these little bitty micro stories. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that was interesting. Didn't know begat, 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 begat. A little bit of a story, begat, begat. So chapters one through eight of First Chronicles. Pause. I am tired, and you will not know how many times I would go to my Bible and go to Second Chronicles. I'd be like, none of this makes sense. I don't remember being here. Why were you in Second Chronicles? I was for sure. I was in Second Chronicles today. I was so sure I went in my Bible. I was so sure I was like, maybe my Bible's incorrect in the wrong book. I was the last person I was <laughs> doubting was myself. And that should have been my first instinct was like, Michael, you don't, you're tired. You need to go first chronicles. So everyone reading with us today, it is first chronicles. If I accidentally say second chronicles, I'm I was just for sure that was where we were. Okay, so the first eight chapters, chapters one through eight, are pretty much genealogy. Yes. And I encourage you, still read it, still go through it, as we talked about through chapters one through five last week. Genealogy is important. Yeah. And everything in here is factual. Everything in here is true. Everything in here is literal history of the world. Mm -hmm. You think of Mesopotamia. This is showing us the layout of the world. This is showing us the growth of the planet. This is showing us the beginning of time to what we see now with all of our places. I love when it gets into the tribes and it even goes through. And, and you know, I mean, it's, it's boring, but it's still amazing. 
and it's like, and these people had these cities, and Benjamin's kids had these cities, um, Manasseh had these cities, and uh, these are the cities of refuge, and you know, there's so many sermons on that, and it just breaks it down, going through and through and through. One thing that touched me, though, in verses 1 and 2 of, uh, I don't remember if it was, I didn't recite it here, I don't remember if it was chapter 8, 9, or 10, it talks about where they were carried away to Babylon. Nine. It's chapter nine. Could you read verses one and two? I believe this is what you're referencing. So all of Israel were reckoned by genealogies. Yeah. And behold, they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. Okay. So first off, the book of Kings is not first and second Kings. Um, these are uh, different. Explain that. Okay. So uh, I just explained to Mitchell and Micah. Mitchell's behind the camera, by the way, um, that I thought there was like a scarcity of parchment. And it definitely wasn't as plentiful as like the office paper you get from Staples or Walmart today. But they would keep different records. So you can see that here when we have the Book of Chronicles and the Book of Kings. But there were also different books that the kings have. And we know this because if you read the Book of Esther, it references the king opening the Book of Remembrance. So they had different books. So this is not, what they're talking about here is not, oh, First and Second Kings, so yeah, I just read that. It's actually a book that belonged to the king that contained different uh, data and facts and things like that. Now, we're going to get into Daniel soon. Yes. And we're going to talk about the story of the bondage. And we're going to talk about the story of, oh, they were imprisoned in Egypt, but they were also imprisoned in Babylon. Yes. But here where God's telling the story of his people I am one thankful when I mess up and I ask for forgiveness. God cast that away as far as the east is from the west. Mm -hmm. If you look at how much time that God's like, good things they did, good things they did, 70 years of bondage, mm -hmm. two sentences. Mm. And I was like, you could have delved in Chronicles. You could chronicle this and make a big deal about this. But you go through this, it's two sentences. Interesting. And then he goes right back, and then my people were in their land. And it was like, oh my goodness. You didn't deep dive it. You didn't destroy them. You didn't talk about how they deserved it. You didn't talk about how trash they were. Right. You just, this, and then right back to this. So that really touched my heart. Because um, this morning I was listening to it as, I know you don't like the gentleman that reads it in the Bible app. You don't like his voice. And I was listening to him, and I was like, remind that. Is that all he said? <laughs> and then I, when I parked, I was like, let me bring this up. And I was like, really? That's pretty cool. Okay. So now we're going to chapter 10. Yes. 10 is, 10 is tough. Uh, 9 is also a good chapter. 9 gets you more into some history, gets you into some stuff. But 10 is really where I'm focusing on today. And uh, Jesse informed me before we started, this is where she's going to be as well. Would you like to open us up and um, go into this? Or would you like me to go first? I don't care. I don't care. So, okay. Ladies first. Uh, so chapter 10, now if you guys have been following along in your word that, um, you, we've already kind of covered the death of Saul, but first Chronicles chapter 10 also covers it in a more condensed version. Um, it actually in verse two says, and the Philistines followed hard after Saul and after his sons and the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab and Malachishu, uh, the sons of Saul. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was wounded of the archers. Then we go through the story of basically how Saul fell on his own sword, and that was how he died. And it's just very condensed version. But what really makes me sad, and I know I'm like skipping literally to the very end of this, 
is verse 13 of chapter 10. It says, So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. And he inquired not of the Lord, therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. Micah's dad preached a message years and years ago. I remember it was like before we had Kara, um, but so it's been a minute. But he was talking about your death and your tombstone. What is your tombstone going to say? Like your life is reduced to a tombstone, basically, not to be too morbid. But if Saul had a tombstone that was like the American version where we have it, you know, two or three feet off the ground, this is what it would say. He died. He was slain. Slayed. There we go. By the Lord for his transgressions. Like, I don't want my tombstone to be like, yeah, you know what? She just fought against the Lord. The end. Like, how terrible and how depressing. I mean, I think it was Paul that wrote to the church that, you know, you did run well. What did hinder you? I don't want the last bit of my life to be just for naught. And when we read the story of Saul, especially in Kings, it was talking about how you were literally God's anointed one. And we reiterated it several times how the Lord was like, I was going to make your kingdom forever, quote unquote. But then he like did all this mess up stuff. And it wasn't a one-time deal. You know, the Lord is very merciful. God of the Old Testament sometimes gets a little mean rap, but he was merciful over and over to Saul. And Saul still chose this path of transgression against him. And ultimately, that was his reward. You know, we read in the scriptures that the wages of sin is death. And we see this perfectly in Saul's life. Sorry to take such a bummer tone. but No, like, no, no. I'm, so the, the Philistines, we know of them by history that they're seafaring people. So they go. They go to the Greeks. And the Greeks had helmets before anyone. Mm -hmm. Shields. Coats of mail. Types of swords and spears that were better than any of the other lands. So the Israelites were on a plateau with Moab and Ammon in military power. But then the Philistines come in way, way leagues ahead because mm -hmm. they've traded with the Greeks and they've got this better technology and they're going to come in. We're seeing this with Russia and Ukraine right now. Russia's using 1980s military technology while Ukraine is using NATO like 2023 stuff. So because of this, they're outmatched, they're outgunned, and they're, they're just going to lose, right? Mm. So that's what they blame it on. History says they lost because of these reasons. But with God, we were out. The people of God are outmatched time and time and time again. We just read about this in Judges. We just read about this in, um, oh, what was the story where they were within the walls and they come out and everybody was dead? Oh, are you talking about the lepers when yes. they came back and they were like, the no, what's here? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. We, we see over and over and over again how God looks at a situation and isn't just like, you know, um, th this you're, you're outmatched. You ain't going to make it. Mm -hmm. God comes in and says, I'm just going to take care of the enemy. I'm just going to fight for I'm just going to fight for you. I'm just going to destroy them. What happened here is the enemy was armed by Saul's transgressions. Mm -hmm. They weren't armed by helmets. They weren't armed by shields. They weren't armed by new metal technology that stopped God. They were armed by Saul's disobedience and Saul's transgressions. And we know from the Bible, God's mercy follows us and his grace goes before us. But we also see in this story how there was an issue. And we also see in this story there was a disobedience to where God made a, co a commitment with Saul. And Saul said, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And Saul went his own way. And then God said, you have put a line right here. So if there's something in your life, don't separate yourself from God. Don't put a wall between you and God. Don't arm the enemy 
in an attack in your life. Because I don't care how intense, I don't care if the Philistines come in and said, we've got the world's first tank. If Saul had God on his side, it wouldn't have mattered. And you know what's so sad is it cost him the lives of his family. Saul's issue, uh, what was his kid's name? Jonathan. Uh, I have it somewhere in my notes. His three sons, they all died. Uh, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkisha. Malkishua. All died because of Saul's transgression. Mm -hmm. Not only did they die, so many military men died. Oh, yeah. And then Saul didn't only die. Saul had to end his own life in his mind because he had to take a way out so he wouldn't get taken by them. And I think he was right on that. I, I do think they would have. it would have been worse if he hadn't fallen on his sword. Oh, I, I, 100%. Who knows what they would have done. I know so. that because they took his head and put it in their false temple of Dagon. So but here's something I also think. If Saul wouldn't have took that route out, I wonder if in his end, in the pain and in the problem, if he would have had a repentance like Samson. Right, like a redemption arc. If he wouldn't have had a redemption arc. I, I wonder that. You know, reading this today, I'm like, man... This you mistake, 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 and then down to another escape mistake. I wonder if God could have still moved, just like mm. he fought for someone else. Uh, so I, I want to challenge you. Don't arm the enemy. The enemy's already terrible. He already has weapons. Like, <laughs> why are we giving him more? He's got fiery darts we learned about in Ephesians. Let's, let's not arm him anymore. Let, let's, let's pray and say, God, I need help. I have issues. I have weaknesses. God, work on me. God, strengthen me. God, let... Let your power be shown in my life. Let my weaknesses you be made strong. Um, i got to read you this. There's a commentary about a gentleman in the 1600s. Wonder not that Paul fell by the hands of the Philistines. And when he was teaching this, they were like, how did the Philistines kill Saul? How did this happen? But it said, who were armed against him by his own sin and by God's vengeance for that sin. Mm. You read that little bit of a sentence. That's heavy. It is. So... Right now in your personal life, and your prayer life, it's easy to look at someone else and say, problem, problem, problem. Look at yourself today and say, what can I work on so I'm not arming the enemy? What can I do so I'm not arming the enemy? Because I want God to have strength in my life. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are through the first 10 chapters of Chronicles. It gets more interesting after this, and it gets um, not more interesting. It gets more fun. It's all interesting. Less begats. Less begats. I could just say that. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to like this and share this. God bless you. Bless you.